Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL tour. It was a mixed bag on the weekend, but... Uh, what do you mean by a mixed bag? Well, Christ, there was wet, there was dry that we saw at Leichhardt, there was the near cyclone we saw last night, and uh, kind of a mixed uh, mixed field of the games. There, there was a couple of good ones. There was a, I thought on, it was a pretty good weekend. I, I didn't oh. think it was a bad round, but yeah, it was a... It was a what game didn't you like? It's definitely a mixed bag, that's for Manly sure. Manly Bulldogs, that yeah, was a bit of that, a stinker. that was awful. Oh, last night's was a stinker. Oh, I love that game. That no, was... No, that no. was Near cyclonic weather, it was yeah. so get up, wasn't funny. I was just laughing the whole time. I thought I'd love to play in that game. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, it suited me to a T. Like kid in the sandpit. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. When people got tackled, I was yelling, "Tackling the puddle! Tackling the puddle!" Yeah. Just waiting for someone to get splooshed. I didn't enjoy it at all. I loved it. Yeah. It was sharks to the max. Sharks in water. It was ghetto. They got as the soon wind. as I, I saw the kickoff, and then I just paused it on IQ and waited an hour so I could fast forward I, through it. I had a, I had a friend I caught up. That's, a, that's how much rubbish it was in that game. I we'll just fast forward. I had a friend from work message me going, should I have a bet on the bunnies? And I said, no, don't. Not in this weather. And he's like, why? They're a better side. I'm like, you're probably right, but they have no Reynolds and this is going to be ghetto as. This is right for Sharks Alley. Yeah. And they were good in the wet. Uh, we are. Uh, we'll start things off with the fast five. The highlight, low light, best, worst. Any questions coming out of the round? What was your highlight? No brainer. The Storm Roosters game. So it was mine. Uh, easy. Do we have to say anything else? Oh, cross. It's a cracker. Great game. Absolute ripper of a game. And, we'll... and you, Panda, texted me saying, oh, the Storm will get touched up tonight. I said a negative I had a feeling. that you always send to me. I, I said, you're an idiot. They'll grind away the Storm and they'll win. And they did. But you've also got to realise a pattern here. Every time I tip against or feel bad, yeah. that they deliver. Bad feng shui. I don't like getting your negative feng shui. It's especially good. when I've got to watch the Titans. Every time the Titans I... are going all right at the moment, but... Every time it Bloody does, hell. every time it goes do it, it goes things just work. I reckon out. we might get touched up tonight. How about take a walk in my shoes, champ? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get touched I'm keep, up. Every I'm going to keep doing it and tipping against them because every time I don't back them, they get the job done. So I'm just going to do that for the rest of the year. Yeah, it was but awesome. Good game. Mm. Top game. What yeah, about? Especially considering the conditions. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. Well, there's only six errors in that game, so that was absolutely outstanding. What was your low light? The DCE contract saga, I'm over it. Well, we are, we're, we're I'm absolutely over it. We're in sync this week. Uh, I'm mate, over it too. Um, uh, and Dave Smith, I just watched NRL 360, and Dave Smith apparently tweeted that the, the rule is an embarrassment. So, well, ding, Change ding, ding, it. Dave, well done. Champ? You know the other thing, where are you, Dave? Uh, we haven't heard from him that long. Look, I, it's a no-brainer for me. They should come out tomorrow and just change it. Pretty much. Say, sorry, guys. Um, it's done. Well, you, it just put a deadline in. Maybe round twenty. You can sign after round twenty or something like that. Just, I, I don't know. It's it's stupid. They've got to do something. I, don't, I know they've got to, they've got to keep this. Well, I think at, at this stage, it's gonna. This is going to continue this year. Yeah, it has to now. We're too far gone. 
we're almost at that point. But like, next year, like I, I said, have to put in the, a trade the, 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 the only thing I can take, like I said, to you in signing in advance, and this is from a player's point of view and a management point of view, uh, and probably same as a club who's chasing after somebody. If you're healthy, playing well, and you're killing it, twelve months out, and you're on the market. And you know you, you sign for an exorbitant amount of money and get injured, you're sweet. I reckon it's just crap. We've got to go to the, uh, the NFL, versa. American sports system. You, you can't imagine if you said to an American sports fan, or uh, you know, for example, LeBron James, he's at Cleveland, right? Mm. Next year, in twelve months' time, he's going to be playing for Miami or whoever. Yeah, they'd be blowing up. They'd, they'd run him out of town within a day. Well, similar to what they've already said, uh, all the wheeling and dealing, we know it's going to be happening behind the doors, but there shouldn't be any pen to paper or anything happening until after a certain point in time. The AFL do it. Yeah, the, the AFL, you never hear anything really out of the AFL. Like, there was a few, the Gary Ablett one, the yeah, that's what I'm saying. one. There's... There were a few of them, but nowhere near as many as us. They'd be talking, but not as in oh. how we're going through right now. And like I said... And you know what? I reckon, I reckon they should have one at round 13, halfway through the comp. I was going to so say... So there's going to be... Um, you know, wheeling and dealing, do it then, and then yeah. at the end of the year. There needs Easy. to be a week or two in the middle of the season for transfers, at least. So maybe a month, what, from the end of the grand final until the start of pre-season, and then I reckon maybe a month before the comp starts, and then uh, maybe a week or two in the middle of the year. It, we should just move uh, rep round or whatever until round 13 and just have no club footy, and during that during that time you can... Swap and change. Well, they still need enough brain yeah, that midweek. The scheduling needs to be better as well. The mid-year thing has to be there because there is a couple of moves that are necessities, Definitely. or there is players that should be playing grade that can get an opportunity somewhere. Yeah, um, or twenties players or New South Wales. Well, it happens with twenty. Whatever. It yeah. does happen with twenties players as well. But we're here. I heard one during this week. And why can't play? Why can't teams trade? Well, I never get that either. I think it's more the setup at the moment. Uh, like position someone for somebody. It's a bit of a weird one with NRL compared to other sports. Should just be trades and you just pick up their contracts. I, I don't understand it. Mm. It's no brainer. The AFL and Paul Kent made a good point this week, saying that it, it brings rugby league into the papers when we're not playing rugby league. Mm. It's an absolute no brainer. Yeah, and it's more publicity. I heard Richard Friedman or somebody say anything in the paper is good, and then well, you want to bump up your TV price. Yeah, but straight after the smartest thing I've heard, which is Rabs was saying, so what? Or the assaults, or the drinking, or pissing you take away from that. Also, you're saying all that's good. In the paper, is it? He said not all news is good news, so he was right there as well. I don't know about that. I, oh, I'm sure it's sells papers. We're still well. talking about rugby league. Mm, well, you know, it's, you're not going to at any stage condone the behaviour, but no. we're still talking footy. Yeah, well, I, I think the midweek has to stay. There needs to be end of year, and I'm with you on the trades. But I tell you what, I can't stand, and they brought up again this bloody draft system. It doesn't work. I don't. It doesn't work for me. You can't, it's like a free agency period. Yeah, but you can't, you can't play Harold Matt's ball 20 somewhere and this all of a sudden go, okay. he's the best player at Canberra. Because now we want him to go to the Warriors. Gus and it doesn't work. You've, got to, you've only got to come down to, and I know what the, how much money and how much work goes yeah. into the PANF development system. Already, and then you look at the Roosters yeah. and they do zip. But it's a demographic thing. We've yeah. got a lot of kids out here, a lot of families. It's an, it's an urban area. I whereas get that. The Roosters is... City. Exactly. It's it, it they don't have the bigger demographic. It's, not, it's a no-brainer. And it's um, and I'm not knocking it again. I have said it before. It's a would low... You, would you open it up for people to... So a draft, not not to say that, right, we're going to put everyone in a draft for, the, for you to play the NRL. Would you put in maybe a voluntary draft? People can nominate for it? Nah, I wouldn't bother because there'd be people that aren't getting signed anyway, basically. That's my thought. There'd be people that aren't good enough to be at clubs. Or so it's either all in or none I just don't understand. Like, on the thought of, it, say, when I was at Canberra, if I was a Canberra junior or a Penrith junior and I played 
Uh, the you de- moved anyway. The developer. So yeah, I know, but that's different. I moved on my accord. I'm saying if you were a Matt's ball and 20s player, and yep. then we're throwing up this draft system for NRL, where at the end of the year, so I win under 20s player of the year, I'm yep. going to get moved. Well, but then look at the, Kane Elgie anyway. Yeah, it's bloody talking to Manly. Yeah, now, but the feeder system's not the same. Yeah, I, it's I not like the that. AFL. They're not lying to a club. They're not playing for a club. You haven't done all your time at a club or your local spot. Yeah, You've I done it in the system, and then you I move. get that. But that's what so I mean, what are yeah. you suggesting? Then you you totally no draft. I don't okay. like the draft. Yeah, so you're saying it'd have to be, either be that, or you get rid of the association with clubs from 16s up. Well, just have to it has to be like line. what North, what's Queen, Brisbane, well, like, we all know, the Swans. Queensland. No, like the Swans. No, Queensland. The Swans are ones and twos, there's no juniors. So basically. Queensland, they don't have teams so much assigned to a club, do they? Or they've got the, no. they've got their local clubs. I think some of them are still associated somewhat yeah. with the area, but they're not called the Brisbane Broncos or that, because only three teams up there. No. So they're like Harold Matt's sort of SG ball. In my eyes, if you're going to do something random like that, you need to have an area team or something like the AFL. Yeah, and I don't just... see how you can have an association with a club Potentially from all the way from under 11s or 12s when they start development. I think you've through you've the hit, 20s and be the number one pick. You've hit a point that's irrelevant in that we need to take the responsibility of, of development away from the clubs a little bit, I think, personally. And you need to put them put it back down under the junior league and put more money in the grassroots. Because I find, and you know, obviously we've I've coached from under nines and now I'm at twenties level. I'm finding that what should be coached at nines level isn't, and you get to twenties level, and you're fixing things that should have been addressed at nines. That's the so I think that's the, the coaches you get. The, that's the point. So I, I think the I link, bad coaches. The link, up. the link between nines and twenties, there's got to be a link there. Mm. There's got to be some sort of education, more money put in, better coaches. You know, the less parents, in my opinion, the less parents coaching, the better. But that's just unrealistic. Mm. And that's my um, whole point. The, the quality of coaches you get at club football is completely different to when you end up in a rep system or yeah, when we I, went to a school like St. Dom's or when I played my first rep side. The, the, the coaching is absolutely poles apart from what you get sometimes. Yeah, mate, yeah, I'm not sure what the answer Natural is. Natural ability does play a part, but that, yeah, that's a huge factor. I just, as well. And I also see there's a lot of kids that, you know, now, if, for example, at Penrith or Parramatta or whoever, who, these clubs that have got all these juniors. You, you've got so you're sport with choice, and, and you don't really know which are going to kick on and play NRL, which aren't at 18, 16, and there's clubs chasing them, clubs offering big money, and you know how many how many gun 16 year olds do you think go on and play in the NRL? Not many, but I well, I watch the 16s nowadays, and I reckon it's pretty easy to pick out the ones that are it better. Is. It's uh, it even, is, even for even for Penrith, I think there's a massive difference between the better players and those young. There is, yeah, but I mean, not all of them go on and play in our. No, but even on a 20s perspective, a couple of years ago, the reason I left, they had 55 randoms. They had no idea. They were going awful, and they were just buying all these strange people from nowhere yeah. out of obscurity that weren't even proven. And they come second last, and rightfully so. All the Penrith blokes that left. All ended up at better teams uh, that had better sides, and most of them moved on to something better. Yeah. Now they've sorted it out. They should be focusing more what's on here. I get the whole point of well, the system we've got there is good now. Of Cartwright or someone that they still have to pay overs for early now because someone jumps in and tries to buy. And that's the thing. Like you got to pay. That's more. How many? How many? Bryce Cartwrights are at other clubs that look like they would potentially be Bryce Cartwright and didn't end up being Bryce Cartwright. That's my point. Not bloody many. I reckon there is. There's, no, there's a lot, a lot that you see that go go uh, by the wayside and don't 
you invest a lot of money in them and you don't really yeah. get a return. I think, from I think there's only a rare few. In the last couple of years, there's probably two that have stood out to me, absolute breakneck, when I've watched junior footy, and that was Jack Bird and Latrell Mitchell. Mitchell hasn't played on our role yet, yeah, Mitchell but they're Jack still Bird. a mile ahead. You just look at and go, he's already... He's basically I've NRL tag him right now, and then Bird. I watched Bird play twenties his first game as a seventeen year old and just destroy it. And again, I saw him play Mats, and he was he's already past game. this point. And Mitchell, I told you when he played for Central Centurions against you like the other year. Well, I said the same thing. I remember going down. I messaged you talking to Matty Cameron, and I said, "What do you think of the Central Coast one?" It was thirty to twelve or something, and I messaged you when you said, "What do you think?" And I said, "I didn't think much of your blokes. I was too busy watching the yeah, fullback just absolutely dominate the game." Well, sure enough, the next year he's winning a comp with the Roosters. And now he's already playing 20, so he hasn't even turned 18. But, um, yeah, we've gone a bit off subject there. But I think the simplistic thing, I don't like the draft. That's a a thing for another day. They're bringing it up again. But uh, this contracting has to end. Well, Terry Hill challenged it back in the day. said restraint of trade or whatever. Well, that's um, my other thing with it. We don't the, the, the system we have doesn't it'll work. Only take one person to do that, and then it'll be all. It doesn't work like the AFL. Free. If we if we had a feeder system like that, that was kind of similar to the NFL, like college, and then into the pros. The only idea I've liked that I've heard, but it still probably doesn't work, is the areas that you get assigned to. Because some areas yeah, but produce. Then it's luck, like that's it, what I'm saying. Yeah. But some areas produce more than others. Canberra's got a good area that we know they get a lot of good country kids out of, but. Uh, if you then told the Roosters, you know, like they've got that association with Wyong now, that was a great move by them. They've jumped into a big junior league. But the only way it would work is if every every club, yeah, it's it's not going to work. And you see every, Melbourne now. Melbourne. Every, every club would have to be allocated an amount of money that they spend on development. Yeah. That that would be the only way it would work. So then it's fair. And then every player that you produce and this is, goes into the draft. So you know this that is the these difference. kids that you're, you're developing mm-hmm. are potentially going to play in your first grade side. And this is my qualm again. Like the difference to, you say, like a Roosters to someone like a Melbourne. Melbourne aren't going out and buying people's players. Melbourne are busting their asses, going around the country, bringing in 12-year-olds on development are, camps yeah. and trying to teach their principles. You want to talk about trying to see an NRL player from a mile away. They had like one good... SG ball team the other year and then another a couple of years in a row they'll get pumped because mm. they have to go far and wide to WA to Queensland and try and spot these kids at 12 and 13 they have to go even earlier yeah, there's a lot more that goes into it as well you're talking about school fees relocation fees well that's when they get the max ball and 20s but yeah but that's, I, that's what I'm saying I know how young they start the they spend Melbourne. more on their football department than pretty much everybody yeah, for I, that reason they'd be up there with us that's for sure that's and, um, yeah who was your best the Dragons one word. Um, they're just they're five. They've won five in a row. They have to get the best tag from defensive wall. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know whether they're not going to win the comp. No way. But mm-hmm. uh, at the moment, they're the top of the pick, uh, top of the pops, just for the fact that um, their defence is sensational. Mm. Uh, and I, I don't know whether it's people are sort of going, oh, you know, Paul McGregor's done this and that with their defensive. They're system. a team. They're just turning up. They're a team. I said this up. last they week. as a team. Rarely. That there comes a team that comes along and you look at it and you go, you know what, like the spine's pretty good. I'll give them that. There's a couple of guys there, you go, they're good players. Like Joel Thompson, solid. Frizzell's a good player on the up. Cooper. Overall, the side's not great. But they're all, number one, just ripping in for each other. They're more yeah. physical than everybody. They've got energy. They make their tackles. They're aggressive. And any time something positive happens, they rally around each and other. for all this crap, this yeah, is not going to. Paul McGregor was on the on under yeah, pressure. Yeah. Good on him. He's uh, he's handled it really well. He's well. still doing well because there's still heaps of stuff coming about the finances, but they're not bothered about it, and that's the one thing I love. Mike, Mike be, Cooper come out this week and said same deal. Guess what? We don't care. Yeah, and that's that's, that's good. They're not, they're not worried about finances. Pay. 
worry, you know, let the financial people. Yeah, they're that. not worried about pay or who's moving where or what's going on. They're just playing football, yeah. which is very rare at this level in particular. When That's we how it should be. Talk about managers and DC and these kind of situations. They're just doing the the absolute grassroots of what you played for. Yeah, and they're ripping in. So. My best was Melbourne, and it's purely because they're five and two. They're on top of the table. Everyone put the knife into them and Manly. Manly's obviously got a lot of issues, injury and club wise, which are contributing. Oh, you put the knife into Melbourne, but they're in uh, my top four, mate. Melbourne are winning, and I think Cooper Cronk. I listened to him before on Triple M Sunday NRL. Said the best thing I've said every single week to you. The big three have not been a big part of it. The Smith this week was his first real good game. Yeah. Cronk has not been it's better been than... It's been Blake Green. Blake Green has been better than Cronk every week. Yep. Bromwich has been epic. Harris is a weapon. Finucane's a grinder. Chambers, Corabetti. And I've said this to everyone, I'll keep arguing. They go, oh, the big three are getting old. I said, well, they're building up the, around Build those around. three so the team's better, so they can carry these guys on a better day. We have an international forward pack, basically, now. Yeah. Corabidi's been crafted Yeah, from but a, the more you get people around and the long, more longevity you're going to get exactly. out of Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. But they've got five wins and basically none of them can be attributed to the big well, three. They could be easily be seven and eight. They could be. They should be. The yeah. Manly game, there was two tries that were denied plus the one that wasn't checked. And yeah. then the Cowboys one, they just flopped on. They exactly. let the Cowboys They led by game. eight with three to go or something, didn't they? And like I said, none a of these, none of these games, Cooper Cronk's been, to, oh, to my point of view, I reckon he's been awful. Well, be this is the other thing. Oh, I'm going to get into my questions, but... But um, we'll go to your worst first. The conditions last night. Yeah. Well, mine was... Just horrendous. Mine was the Panthers and the Tigers just because, you know, I know the Panthers have got plenty of injuries, but... It's twice the old Tigers. That, was, a, big that league, was a dreadful game. And for all the offloads and all the... Everyone's like, oh, the pass and this and that. It went back to same old, same old. They were sideways. They started well, Penrith. Yeah, but it just went down the gurgler. That game was awful. I fell asleep, to be honest. You're miss, missing your halves. It's... It's difficult. Yeah. I keep saying that every week. I fell asleep. Yeah, they've got an injury list as long as your arm. And so. the Tigers, 22 nil up. To the what, what were they leaving the dogs by? Was that 20 nil or 18 nil earlier in the year? 24, wasn't it? And then they got back to 24 18 or 24 22. They lost. They've given up two of the biggest. Oh, you're talking about the dogs. No, I mean, when, Tigers. No, no. Tigers versus the dogs. I can't remember that score. I think it was 20 nil. But they did blow it. You're right. There was like three yeah. tries or something. But oh, just the Tigers. I've got to wrap Canberra. Canberra, brilliant. And, uh, you know, they come at them hard, but, yeah, the Tigers, mm. they, they're happy to attack, but they definitely don't like doing the dirty stuff, or well, not enough of them do. No. And this was my mock again on people like Brooks, uh, Moses, and Curtis Syrian, and like, it's all well. well good, good mate of mine, like I work with, he's a big Tigers fan, he, he thinks Mitchell Moses shouldn't be in first grade. Well, I'm not really impressed, to be honest, and I've watched... He, he thinks he's still a year or two off first grade. I think he's not really contributing too much in the whole situation. I think they're stuck on this height, and this is my thing last year, when they were all going, oh, Blake Austin's okay, and they're still saying it now. Blake Austin's better than Mitchell Moses. Yeah, he, or he, at this point in time, yeah, definitely. at this point yeah. in time, but Mitchell yeah. Moses, this is all... He's more physically ready to play NRL, that's for sure. He's better all around. Yeah, definitely. But he's a ball runner. He works off naturally. His kicking game's not that bad. He's tough. But if you looked at Blake Austin three years ago, he, he'd be the same as Moses. You know what I mean? Like, he, he just needed time to develop. He had injuries, though. Yeah. And he, but he, he was already a bigger body. Wasn't, but he, if you want, he didn't come in ready. If you want me to go purely off a of football standpoint, what I saw last year, he should be playing for. He should have been playing first well, game. So, what do you do with Moses? I wouldn't move him. I just keep him. You can't move him. Stick, now. Stick I commentated their New South Wales Cup team last week, and the halves were Josh Jinkwater and Panani Manavalelu, who have both played first grade. They were, and then they were awful. Tim Moulton and. Nah, he was playing in the centres. He's done. Other, other people. I don't want to be harsh after all the injuries had a really bad run, but from what I've seen, the two games I've watched this year, Tim Moulton's a long way off playing first grade again. Yeah. He's, uh, he's struggling in the New South Wales Cup, so he won't be coming back. Josh Drinkwater is the only one that I've watched that's played well down there in the halves. 
Um, it, it is a good backup to have, but even at this point, I still don't think he's uh, doing enough to kind of say, okay, I'm, I'm moving up. They're better off persisting with Moses at this point. I think they blew it, to be honest, when they let Austin go. Would we be talking about it if they won on the weekend and they won that dogs game? They'd be sitting bloody on top of the table. They'd be well, five I've, knocked him, five and two. I've knocked him for a few weeks and I'm going to keep knocking him until he contributes a little bit more. Because mm. at the moment... I just think we're splitting hairs a little bit. I think physically he's a bit of a passenger. I know he's not a big boy, but yeah, he, no, de- he definitely mate, needs mate. to he's contribute. Only 19, isn't he? Like 19 or 20, something yeah, like that. He's, he's only but if he's going to be playing great... But that's not his fault. Same as Brooks. Brooks physically and he, just needs, he needs more time. He does need more <laughs> that, time. That'll be all right. But I still don't think they should have thrown him in this early, let alone let Austin go. Yeah. Canberra's reaping the benefits of that now. So, Well, was it was it the fact that Austin came off contract and then what an upgrade, etc.? He wasn't was off contract. Happened? They gave him a like a basic two-year deal. So why did they release him? Because his path was being blocked to play in first grade and he contributed, played on the wing, done everything possible to bend over backwards to help them out. So he kind of went to them on compassion. It's like, like he's almost 25. Yeah. Saying, look, I've got an opportunity to play regular first grade. You've got these two. You're, I'm obviously not going to be playing. They probably also thought, well, Tedesco or Austin. And they've kept Tedesco, really. Oh, that was well done before Tedesco. Uh, I understand Austin that, but the, picture. the decisions... They didn't need to pay. They didn't even have to pay Austin. He was still under contract. But it was more the opportunity to go play first no, just grade. They let him go. So they let him go. Mm. Yeah, I didn't. I still didn't think when Moses came into grade, there was enough there for you to throw away somebody who won their fans' players' player. And I thought even though I think he won their normal players' player, they voted for him last year. He was brilliant for them last year. Yeah, he was. In the last back end of the year, he was great. They let him go. But uh, what about your questions? Um, I forgot. We've gone off on a tangent. Oh, Blake Green. They uh, Andrew Johns came out on the weekend and they rattled off and so did Matty Johns in his column. All Burden. those players to play. 5'8", and he didn't, he didn't even get a mention. No, nah, well, he's not Am I an idiot? No, nah, you're not an idiot, but I always sound biased when I talk about these things like I said anyway, but I think he's been good. Uh, physically, he's good. He does Coop Cronk probably summed up again. If you put him with Pierce, uh, what's said, wrong with that? He said he plays a bit slow, but you know he's a good footballer. He usually makes the right choices. Yeah, he he runs, kicks well, he runs. He runs the footy. What do you mean he plays? Yeah, he, he, his point was he plays with tempo. Like yeah, that's what he's His speed, or the way he plays the game. Mate, is, on the know, weekend, he, he made a line break just by accelerating through the line. Oh, I, think, I think he's quick. There is just one, when he ball plays, there he is ball plays one issue, though, and that he's been shown a few times. You'd have to watch closely. He's been burned a couple of times in defence. Defence, yeah. But he's made a couple of bad reads. I mean, who, who, who are you going to put there? Well, Cross. Who's, who's good defensively? None of them. Exactly. Maloney's pretty ordinary. I'll tell you who's probably the better one out of all the options they've spoke about defensively, but I wouldn't pick him as Kiri. Kiri's the toughest one out of all the ones they've thrown up, mm. but I wouldn't throw him in there. There's no way I'd throw him in there. No, but again, not. when they put down on paper and say it's out of Reynolds, Maloney, and Kiri, I'd be leaning towards, if it's had to be one of those three, it's Kiri or Maloney for me. I already gave my opinion last week, though. I know Hopkins not playing too well, but... He's a goal kicker, and he holds himself well defensively. You I'd, pick Hopkins. I'd rather pair him with Pierce than see Josh Reynolds yeah. play Origin. I don't want either of them to play. Yeah, I know, but we're not we're not going to get to pick it. And guess what? These are the it's, names they're for throwing. For me, up. it's either Pierce and Maloney, or it's Pierce and Green. That's it. But you know that he's not in the frame, so I'm telling you, if it's the dog, if it's the dogs and the roosters, Pierce and Maloney, yeah. straight up, no questions asked. Just on a defensive front, but then on the flip side, obviously he's a much better defender. Oh, so much uh, just as good a goal kicker. So. If we're going to go that way, I'm going the Roosters' house. Mind you, where's Pierce been the last couple of weeks? He started red hot. I think he's been ordinary the last oh, two he's weeks. Been okay, 
Yeah, I think he's got a little bit to work on. My question, all these injuries, and you're talking about the same thing, there's been some random names thrown up to this Australian side, or let's put some old blokes or injured people in there. I, I heard Tim Sheens today. Stuff that. Brett Morris. If Brett Morris, Mansour, Johnston, even, I don't think he's been playing that great. He scored a couple of tries off people giving him the ball. whoop de doo Walker last night wasn't the best game to come back. No Hodges, no Slater. If they're going to start blooding people, this is the time. If you're going to go off form, Chambers and Gagai would be on this side, and so would Dugan. Well, basically what they're saying is, I think, at the end of next year is Four Nations. Is that right? Yeah, I've and heard And then the year plan. after that is is World Cup. Particularly forwards. So I think this year, basically, we're going to pick, we're going to pick the retirement home because we've only got, all these, only got this game. All home. these blokes are injured. Have we got a game at the end of the year? Internationals at the end of the oh, year? Oh, God, I don't even know. So I, there's no tro- no real trophies on the line. I think he's more going to look towards the Four Nations. But, like, honestly, are we, are, we going, are we going to pick Josh Morris? Over Will Chambers or Dane Gagler, the way they've been playing, or Josh Dugan. Well, I don't know. He said he said that he's going to pick it on form. Those three, if he's going to pick on form, those three will be somewhere in the back line. Well, when, when's it, this game? This is the last round of games, isn't it? Before it's the weekend the after. Right, right. So next week we'll name our sides. This week, well, the Aussies they're, they're, named. they're naming it this weekend. Well, we'll put it to the listeners that we'll, we'll write them down before the sides announced who we would name on form. Mm. I'll send mine to you. You send yours to my to me. The forwards, and the, we'll name them on, on on the show next week. The forwards, somewhat I can understand. Like I know Parker and all these guys are going to be gone, but they're playing all right. But some of these people, they're front for the back, so they're going. We'll just chuck injured dudes in, or blokes that just come out from injury. That's the stupidest thing yeah. ever. Heard. Well, what needs to happen, and we, we get away with it every year because the Kiwis never really put up a fight in this test. Well, what needs what, to happen is, is they need to dust us one year, and then and then the thinking will change. I've already got the opinion they are going to dust us. I like their side better in my head thinking about it, especially the forward pack. Mm. They're going to. Oh, have I'm not going to argue with that. Madalino, I'm just every year, history tells you that they. I, I can't remember the last time they've won a. They almost beat us last year with no halves. Almost. No hooker. They had, they, but they didn't. Yeah. They haven't beaten us. Put eyes at Luke and decent pair years and years and years. They would have beaten us. Well, I can't. I honestly can't remember the last time they won an Anzac Test. Yeah, well, Sheck, Hiku, Farai. They can pick Hurrell. They can pick Manu. Hurrell can't even get started. Benji. Yeah, well, I still can't figure that out. Benji is playing just as good if Foreign's not healthy. To put in there with Johnson, with Luke, with Bromwich, with oh, Mannering, yeah. with yeah. Madalino, with Moa. Yeah. This side is going to be ridiculous. Proctor, Harris. Good. I reckon it's better than Bring the Bring it on. It'll be, it's going to be good. Hmm. We'll jump straight into the reviews then, once we got out of that. Uh, we started off with that game you mentioned, the Dragons versus the Broncos. Uh, they were just an absolute defensive war. Summed up probably mostly in the desperation in Edna Bully knocking that ball out of Vito's hands when he blew that try. Did you... What did you think of that? He should have scored there. He should have. Should have kept that in two ends. He didn't need to put it in yeah, one. Right. He had enough room to get that down. And then the other one was up the other end. He didn't even shadow that ball and Nabuli scored. Yeah. So it was one for one. He let Nabuli get one on him in attack. And then Nabuli got him once in defence, mm. which is probably the difference. But number one, they just frustrated Ben Hunt. He uh, he couldn't get anywhere. Milford didn't have a big say. Thought their forwards worked hard enough for him and gave him plenty of opportunities. But the the Dragons, to their credit, were just awesome. Yeah, especially he only, he only ran the ball once. I think it was the only try they really got was from McCulloch from that nice short pass flat on the line. Yeah, he's been really really good this year. Well, they had their McCulloch. chances. Oh, 100 percent. They had plenty of ball, but. Um, and I thought the halves for the Dragons kicked very well. Cooper was brilliant. That try he scored was just pure will. Yeah, he's a great Will Matthews came up, did a great job. I'm, I haven't been a real big fan of his, but he had a great game the other night. Yeah, he did. Jolly. He's been he's a bit of a journeyman, old Will Matthews. He was at Titans for a couple of years. Dugan, good again. Um, you know, I, yeah, I, I was really impressed. I'd say he impressed me for the Broncos. He didn't get enough of raps, and he's really handy. Corey Oates. 
Yeah, he's, he's a big body, isn't he? His yardage carry is ridiculous. Mm. He's, big body. He just puts his head down and there's three or four blokes. Where was he blokes. playing? A fullback, wasn't he? No, yeah, he's on the wing. sting. He's on the just, wing, yeah. He's he getting made, in there. He's got the body of a front rower. He's huge. He's going to be a back rower. Yeah. But you can tell now that he's mobile and he's got that frame. He's still a baby, but he was just dragging blokes for 15 metres in yardage carries, and I just thought, this is so good for him. Instead of picking uh, you know, a genuine winger or someone he's worried about, um, he just gets to throw this bloke in knowing he's a natural, and he's just carrying forward. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I thought losing Glenn hurts, and that's going to hurt him going forward. He's been really good. Hodges hurt again, but that's no excuse. They had more than enough opportunities, and defensively, that's all I can say. Yeah, the Dragons I mean, are... You could sum it up in that... Just the defense. Daniel Vito and Ed Those two plays. Yeah, that's that changed. The he game. gave him a try, and Vito. Because otherwise, him. otherwise it was a bloody close game. game. They've still got to work on their attack, but number one, like we said, they're in for each other. Their attitude's brilliant as far as the defense. But is I think so. the Broncos can take a lot out of it as well. Oh, they get. Like, We've they said it Come down, uh, playing a tough defense in wet conditions. They're still going to get better again. It was a good performance by the Broncos. Boyd's going to give them that relief at the back when he's back. Hodges is injured again. Glenn's injured again. They've got troops and they've got improvements still to come. Yeah, so, things looking good. The Dragons. Um, I watched the Cutters on the weekend. There's probably not a whole lot there. They're pretty steady. If, the Cutters. Yeah, but that was they were one in five on the weekend. That was their second win. Yeah. Um, there's not a whole lot going on there, bar probably that Rory O'Brien killed it, but you know he hasn't been that great when he's been in grade. And I think the other one was Shannon Wakeman, who was at Penrith for a year or two, and then he went back there. Again, he was good in cut, but I can't really say a whole lot coming up from that system. No, I don't think he's played an NRL game. No, he hasn't. So, he was really good on the weekend, but I don't see a whole lot there. So if the Dragons were to get injuries, I can't see a whole lot of improvement or anyone lurking in the shadows there to yeah. uh, come play grade right now. But they've got to play the Roosters this week. That's the traditional Anzac clash. That's going to be an absolute cracker. Looking forward to that one. The Broncos and the Eels as well. Yep. They're at home to the Eels. Five games in a row. Mm. Bring it on. Good times. That's going to be a great night. The second game, we spoke of this one. The Dogs, 28-16 to 16 over the Eagles. Uh, the start was enough for me to... Well, that was the game. Willie Mason drops it, and then they, they, they scored. concede, and then they kicked out on the full, I think, didn't they? Scored again. And then try, and that was the game. Yeah. i tell you what... And I'm... then Cherry Evans got a, a lucky try off the rebound. Yeah. I've got to say, he... he did, otherwise, he... Manly didn't look like scoring. He tried hard. He's... Uh, he's and then in... they got the other try off the, the one off the crossbar. Mm. So, really, you take those two lucky tries out, Mealy only scored one try, yeah. I think. I thought DC did try hard. He did. He, yeah. yeah. I thought Hiku's been probably probably close to their best this year as well. Hiku's been good in every single game. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, I'll tell you the one who I was happy to see, and I've thrown this out there before. No offence to Matty Ballin. He's a solid player, but he's boring. And, <laughs> and their ruck right now is diabolical. And a good number nine helps players around the ruck, especially when you've got no leg drive like Luke Burgess and a couple of these dudes have no leg speed. When they put Jaden Hodges on, and I've watched him play cut the last couple of weeks, and I still can't figure out how the Cowboys let Segauer and him leave, yeah. he just embarrasses people. And their New South Wales Cup side's not that flash hot either. When he played the other night, they actually looked good. Yeah. And I thought if they, if they don't have something in their head now to consider giving him at least 20 minutes a game, not like I said, balance, balance great, but he's just Barry Basics. They're, they're really struggling in the middle. Yeah. They need somebody like him to create a little something for those forwards because they're getting dominated at the moment in the middle. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I watched him the other night. That's probably the one thing I took out well, of Well, they need him. a point of difference. Jaden Hodges is well and truly ready or over-ready to play NRL. He needs to be playing NRL, and they need the help right now yeah. with that forward pack. So from what I saw the other night, that's going to help out. Uh, on the dog side of things, Moses Zimbai just further pressed to me why he needs to be playing first grade. Yeah, he was the best player on the field. Josh Reynolds, he did grab a couple of assists. Um, 
But yeah, him and Hodkinson didn't overly impress me. I'm not going to take one game as enough to say, you know, he should be the origin half. I didn't think he should be the game origin was, half. The game was over after the two boo-boos at the start. It wasn't really a great game to take the judgment off anyone. In the end, Manly are on the bottom of the table. Yeah, exactly. They should have won. I was going to say, it's not really a great game. They probably game. should have won more impressively because they, you know, even with 10 to go, Manly scored that try and could have come back. Yeah. Tell the other one, and I liked him before, but he's been good while he's been there, Curtis Rona. Yeah, he's good. He's just I, right. I just couldn't... What I took out of this game, I couldn't believe how bad Manly's defence is. It's awful. It's it's not really Like good. I said, their middle right now is so bad. They're just getting dominated. The only time but they look good... Just the decisions on the edges at oh, times, mate. Just blokes not even making tackles. No. Moving out of the way. I, I couldn't believe it. From, from what's... Uh, you know, in the last 10 years... You wouldn't associate those type of plays and that sort of attitude with Manly. Put it, it that way. Again, as well, and we've said this slowly but surely they've been stripped back. They've got haven't really developed or bought any kind of young guys to fill in roles. No. Uh, whereas on the Melbourne side of things, you've seen Harris, you've seen Bromwich, you've seen development come in. But and, they've kept the right guys, as and well. they've built. A re- yeah, but they've got juniors out of those sides. They've got the the right ones, and they've kept them all. They've yeah, but and also at the right price. You know what up, I mean? Like it, yeah, but they've just picked up Manly a, haven't. I think Melbourne have got an advantage in being in Melbourne as well. Like, sometimes it's a good thing, sometimes it's a bad thing, but I think they've got an advantage in that they've got such a strong culture down there. They're the only team in town, um, whereas Manly have got to compete with the city market. But there's there's absolutely no question that when you line up Manly against uh, Melbourne in terms of football management and roster management, it's an absolute no contest. Mm. And like no I said again, though, football and departments make a big difference. They've done, oh, well, you could line them up as well. And I think, they've I done think a Craig, huge... Bellamy, Craig Bellamy and his staff have, have definitely got it over Tuvi and his staff. Mm. But this yeah. side, the reason... And, and, this, and the pressure that Tuvi is... You know, I don't, I've never seen Jeff Tuvi coach. I, I like him, the perception he gives off in the media, which is the only, the only way that I can judge him. I, I, I like him, I rate him. But, mate, you've got... That, the club is just hammering him. Yeah, he's getting hammered from his own people. Who they already, they've apparently already talked to Nathan Brown, and he said no straight away. And I said, no one in their right mind, no way, especially someone on their last chance, probably like him in first grade, would put themselves with a team that's telling you no. when you go. And he said this year, we need a front row on the cheap. I want Bryce Gibbs, and they said, nah, we're not even going to think about that. We're no, trying to buy a Tom Burgess, Burgess. for seven hundred and fifty thousand. Jesus, and you're just like you dead serious yeah. for next year, and then you tell me I'm under pressure and I have no say what this this roster is doing. Yeah, like, and even now the half situation, they should have acted. Already. The only question I'd have for Jeff Tuvey would be that when you took the job, did you know that you didn't have any any control? Well, this this all changed though. The management's changed, obviously, back to the single board, which was supposed to be a good thing. And, and well, then my question would be, did he did he put his foot down when that happened? Probably not. He's yeah. probably just that's, had that. This... And that'd be my point to say, well, that's sort of where you've lost it. But he'd also be hanging in purely because of his manly links, I think. Mm. Yeah. It's, so it's, you don't think he's a career coach? You think he'll just coach at manly? Oh, I think he could move somewhere else if he wanted to. But, I mean, right now, like, moulding into this situation or trying to go with the club, I think, would be him biting his tongue again purely because he, he's bled for Manly. He's been at Manly for so long. I think he's ties to the club. He wouldn't want to uh, get in a fight. Well, they're, or, they're, definitely, they're definitely knifing him enough. I know. And he's kind of getting... Yeah. I... It's got to get to that point where something's got to give. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel bad for him. But it doesn't get any easier. They play Melbourne, which is their only win they've had so far. I'm sure they will turn up for us. They always seem to, mm-hmm. the bastards. But uh, Anzac Day clash, hopefully they do turn up because I really don't want this to be a dire game. This is usually my favourite game of the year. Yeah. And the Dogs, they get the Tigers. Let's see if the Tigers can blow another lead, eh? Uh-huh. They're getting pretty good at it. Come on, mate. Well, they're going to have to dig in. You can't keep giving away leads like that. I'll give a rap to Jason Taylor, though. His press conference, 
He hasn't blamed the refs or blamed anyone else. He's no. good. He's putting it on the play, which is tops. Good. Accountability. In the end, in the, the end, that's the only rein he's got to pull. Exactly, but I like the it. referee rein. You can't, you can't control the. He's refs. not doing a desi and trying to palm this off or blame it elsewhere. Yeah. He's just saying, guess who blew the lead? Oh, he's matured a heap, Taylor. They you blew the, it. They blew the lead. He knows that. Yeah. It's good. It's refreshing for someone not to blame it elsewhere. No. He's just going. They're Whoa. building the Tigers. They're, they're good. You know, as I said, they, if they win those two games, they're five and two. They're equal top. Something's got to click. But so uh, they could have easily beaten South. So yeah. Well, Saturday the Titans, your mob. You've got to be happy. Thirty-two to six. Playing a, a decent brand of football. Penrith got that early try, which was pretty soft. But after that, it's all the Titans. Yeah, James, James Roberts, even Dave Taylor's having a crack. They're playing a good brand of footy and they're having a go. It, is, it, all it, is, it is a contract year, isn't it, though? Oh, don't I'm, start me. I'm pretty sure it is. Dave. I just Dave. The coal train. The coal train's like, feed me money. Yum, 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 yum. Yeah. Put it in the fire engine. Good on you, Dave. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a contract year. I'm just going to throw it out there. Mm. Um, the Birdman... Zilman, Zilman's playing his best footy. Do you reckon the Birdman's playing good footy? I thought the last few games he's been pretty good. He's been solid. He hasn't been great. But if he's... he gets picked for Australia, I'll eat me hat. Yeah, well, I'm with you. This is another one of these ones I'm looking at, and I'm going, I just don't agree. If there's not, if there's not five other back rowers better than him, I'm not here. Well, mate, the utility and... role, the utility role got thrown up for Luke Lewis, and I thought he played well last night, but he's been back for two that's games. On, that's on form. Yeah, but he's been back for two games. Luke Lewis, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, no, he was, he was enormous last night. Yeah, I don't agree with it. It's, but no, you can't pick him for Australia. No, and again, we're, back for two weeks. we're just backpedalling. We're like, oh, we'll pick. Why are you picking him for? It's yeah. well and we're well and truly past that point. Mm. We need to pick somebody else. Where we just, just tell, tell Malolo went to New Zealand, didn't he? Yeah, damn, he's not ours. <laughs> damn, he's like, eh. Jesus, he could single handedly turn the Anzac Test if we don't pick uh, informed forward pack. He's going to murder someone. Well, I tell you what, you want a ben- decent bench player? Just pick Trent Merritt. Yeah. There's a couple in my head that I'm just thinking of right now, and it's like, it's so logical to throw them in right now because they're going to play in the future. Yeah. There's a couple who are just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm blown away. They're just like, nah, we'll just pick these guys. It's all right. We'll just roll the dice. We'll pick the retirement. I'm like, yeah, and then when you've got to blood all these guys at once and wonder why there's if no... If we won the Four Nations last year, final, I'd understand, but we didn't. We lost. So it should be a little bit of... So there's no loyalty. Exactly. So yeah, start, it's, no it's time to start culling. I yeah. want blood. I want new people. Yeah, blood. You've got to keep... Obviously, the spine's going to be there, but you need something to transition. Keep doing the same thing. Keep getting the same result. That's exactly. the old saying. So. All right. Yeah. But yeah, it's at that point. There's going to be a couple of changes. It's ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's actually killing me. Um, oh, it was Hoffman's best game as well, but LG. That was LG's, LG's standard best game. game by a mile. Caesar got... The comfortable role of having a partner that can contribute. Caesar, ship him off to camera now. Yeah, here he is. Angry man. <laughs> he kicked well. He controlled things. But LG, um, I've said it to you when I sent you a message. He finally, to me, showed some footy now. So it wasn't the bull crap where it was pre-planned and his eyes were behind the line the whole time organising what was going on next. He ran a few things off the cuff and actually followed the football. Yeah, he just needs more time. More time. He's only going to get better. He's not going to get any worse. Mm. Well, he kicked well. Uh, he ran things well. Said Zilman, Roberts, uh, everything's looking pretty good, but they lost a couple, unfortunately. So Taylor got suspended for a week. Ignatius Parsi's injured, and Ryan Simpkins did his ACL. So mm. they got a couple of changes this week. And the Pennies, they, they were blown off the park. I know they're missing a heap. There's not even really a lot to talk about there. You're missing that many troops, you're going to struggle. Exactly. But uh, Mansour's out. Now? Three and four. Three and four. But Mansour's so. out this week, and so is Kite. So they've got more changes again. After eight rounds, you want to be four and four at worst. So, and yeah. considering their injury toll. Who, who have Penrith got this week? Sharks. Yeah. It's definitely a winnable game. They, they snag this week. They go four and four. They've had a monster injury toll. I'm going. They'll be fine back I'm in I'm going here. ghetto Sharks. Yeah, good on you. I reckon they'll more Penrith. No, no hope. It's happening. Penrith will win. It's at home. No. They're going down. Sunday. <laughs> 
Oh, this is going to be tops. Yeah, good. Welcome to the prison. <laughs> <laughs> it's not at the prison, but I don't care. Uh, They're rich. Penrith might resemble the prison with all this rain we've had. They're in a rich vein of form right, in, right now. Mind you, Penrith, mate. You could, mate, if Penrith are you, gonna, could, you could pour Nepean River on Penrith Stadium and it drain off. If they're going to throw 7,000 offloads and run around like they do in the weekend and it's crap conditions, sharks all day. It's going to be ghetto football. Penrith will win. They'll be 4-4 four and four and they'll go into the rep round, have a, have a couple of weeks off and they'll be all good. I'm going the Sharkies to be 4 She'll in be all good. 4 in a row. Uh, the Titans, they play the Warriors away. The Warriors. Tough one. But the Warriors, <sighs> let's hopefully it's on a... Flip the coin, hopefully it's on a bad day. I was going to say, we'll, we'll move oh, on, so we might get smoked. We'll move on to that game now. Cowboys 28-24, New Zealand on top. Uh, the two kickoffs, Johnson to right, Hurrell goes in, fast start, but as usual. Lockie Coo kicked it dead on the full twice. twice. You know my you know my pet hate? Yeah, I know. Not the first one. The second the one. The second one. I tell you what, that's, I felt bad oh. he, he basically bunted that second one and it, and it flew. I don't care. It flew. I don't care. It flew. Lockie. No. Yeah, he had a good game, though. Oh, mate, he'd want to have. Yeah, I know. He'd want to have. I would have smashed the the coach's box to pieces (laughs) after the second one. 12. I tell you. Well, wow. They ground back into things nicely, considering they had the short turnaround, too. They had a real real mission in front of them. But, um, you know, they dragged themselves back in. Greenville to Coote, he he made up for it, busted the line there off JT, dropped one off to him, and then Lennett crashed over. Uh, Carter got one late, but second half, he made up for it again. He had Carter one-on-one who dominated him but ripped the football out. Mm. So there was two plays straight away, a try assist and a try save to kind of make up for it. And then he got his hands in on another two tries in that half. And then Jakey Granville, little toad from Mario Kart, got a hat-trick. What a game. He had a cracker game. Paul, Paul Green. I couldn't believe the same again. If, if I'm McFadden... Three times. It happened twice from Dummy Harp. No, one was a runaway, yeah, and then he's dived no, over twice. twice. I'm sorry. Mate, and if anyone has any brains, and everyone's got video, everybody knows, and I've said this before, Paul Green loves him because Paul Green had him for two years oh. at Wynnum when they won two comps. He played dual role. He had him playing nine, but he was running from fullback because he's lightning. You saw him outrun Inglis last week, just, but he's got pretty good time. But um, everyone should know but the one thing about Jack Greenville yeah. is that when he's in Dummy Harp and how small he is, he will have a crack. If he can score points, he's going to lunge in and try and grab them. So, um, ridiculous. But the the Warriors, seriously, how do you go? I saw Ryan Hoffman do the post-match interview. I think he's pretty angry that he's not in Melbourne. He would be. He's bringing up, you know, that we've got to learn and we're not learning all this kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah. He's, the shoe's on the other foot. He's playing the house down over there. He's doing his best with poor old Simon Mannering. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, very opposite result to being at a club like Melbourne where they'd close a game out. Um, he's now now somewhere where they, they tend to blow these Crap opportunities. Uh, well, they, they just can't close, the Warriors. <sighs> no, they can't. And we've seen Hurrell. He's dropped Hurrell this week. Fussy Tours come back in. Uh, to be honest with you, I know Jonathan Wright hasn't been playing bad, but I've got no idea. I just would have punted Jonathan Wright and brought Fussy Tours. <laughs> He's a scapegoat. And brought no, Jonathan, not. you're a winger. I just would have said, well, Fussy Tours. You're an Harrell. average first grader, you're out. I'd rather persist with Hurrell, even if he has been a bit rusty. Yeah. Honestly. Is he a bit of a loose unit, Conrad Hurrell? He just looks it, you know? Like he yeah, just looks like a loose yeah, unit. haircut and his beard. I, that's what I mean. Like, I just... <laughs> I don't get him. He's got sheets here, and he made a man butt out of it. I was like, wow. I love it, but he, he must be head case to coach. That's tough. He's just a loose unit. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't really know what to say about that. <laughs> Chad Townsend, again, I thought Gun. was pretty good. Yep. He's uh, he's playing out of his skin. I'm just going to throw it out there. If the JT's Ro- 250th, cracker game, boy, mm. big fella. I've got to say it, though. If the Roosters are going to let Maloney go, they're coming in with a sub you know, subpar offer, I'd hang it out there for, for Townsend. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Townsend, I, I want the Gold Coast to go after him. If Elgie, if Elgie wants to cock around... We already know the situation, he though. He's got the yeah. situation, unfortunately, his family. If the Roosters aren't at least considering it or looking at the possibility, yeah. if they don't want to offer overs for uh, you know, James Maloney or that they're not going to have good negotiations, if there's a fruitful price there, I think he's a cracker boy. Yep. And, yeah, he's like he's dominating the golden boot winner who shouldn't have won the golden boot. Mm-hmm. We go there again, just got to, oh, just got to bring that up. But uh, we said it before, the Warriors, they've got uh, the Titans this week at home. They're usually a lot better at home, so we'll have to wait and see what happens there. And the Cowboys, they play Newcastle away. So Newcastle, not in the greatest shape Well, they're the first two games. Mm. Titans, Warriors on Anzac Day, first game, and then Knights, Cowboys, second game. Yeah, well, that's Saturday, 11.45, 2, 4, 6, and 8 o'clock. It's just an absolute bonanza. Stop it. I wanted to go out and hit the Aries, but I don't think I'm going to now. No. Just because no, no. this, I thought... I won't be moving. I'll be doing the lawns in the morning. I thought if I go to... If put I a bit of fertiliser out. Yeah, if I Hopefully, go out, if this weather improves, I'm not going to get to watch the footy. So no, I'm just that shan't be happening. Yeah. I'm going to do this. Come thing. to my place, mate. Yeah. The beers will be cold. The meat will be hot. And the grass will be cut. I don't really care about the meat, but if you've got a beer, I'm in. Yep. Done. Saturday. Wrap we might up. have a marathon. We might actually post some photos up and tweets and... Facebook messages might get a little bit more out of hand as the night wears on. I might even come cut my grass finally. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, you need to. Yeah, I know. It's probably over the fence Jesus, yeah. It's been raining enough. <clears throat> I'm just going to have to gumboot it. <laughs> I think I might have to take a machete there by this point. Tops. We're in trouble. Melbourne versus the Roosters, 17-16, game of the round. Only six errors in the whole game. Um, this was... I thought it was eight errors. But um, but you're the man. You're the stats. Oh man. mate, they all got different different websites tell you different oh, okay. things. Different shows tell you different I things. I heard eight. I heard six. I heard eight, and I heard seven. I just went with six. Okay. I thought it deserved, I would have went with seven. It's the, in the middle. The quality of the game it deserves <laughs> deserves good things. Good so number number seven too. I, I gave it six. Um, mate, this was just an awesome game. Corabidi's try, and then straight after that, Corabidi. How good is he going, mate? I, I said this during <clears> the week again. New South Wales. All this crap we're talking about. Just claim him. Claim him. Claim him for Australia, too. He's playing that, better that than... ties him in the Parramatta yeah. River. Again. They want to talk about... I'm sure Brian Fletcher would find some ritual to <laughs> yeah, do in front of the fire. How good was that? <laughs> I was in tears. Yeah. Uh, if we can claim him, claim him. Seriously. He's, yeah, on, I mean, he's a nutcase. And in yardage, you know exactly what he's going to do. There might be some sort of deal that, like, if we get him, we might have to take Mahe for Noor or something like that. That's when I'd think about not doing it. But you're not going to pick him anyway, so... <clears throat> We'll just go, you'll take Mahe, he can be Australian. We just never pick him. Yeah. Problem solved. Mahe Manure. But, uh, yeah, Melbourne. Melbourne got into a grind. Roosters were there. Um, it was a really tightly contested game. I think the second half in particular, where it was ju- it 10-all after Felice scored late and they took those couple of penalty goals, but the second half was just ridiculous. It was 34 minutes of pressure. I felt like Melbourne were winning uh, the yardage battle. They, they were kind of on top, and then the Roosters kind of strangled them for five or ten minutes, and then the next thing you know, Smitty runs that play, sees the numbers there, just thinks early ball, straight to Chambers, Chambers crashes over. Easy, and then instantly they replied. Maloney was pretty clutch the other night. Oh, I've got to give him a rap. He was pretty good. Yeah, uh, He kept the Roosters. And the kicks from the sidelines too. 
when when Smith kicked that one, I was like, oh yeah. And then when Maloney put on the tear straight away, I was like, he's going to kick this. Yeah. He knows he's going to kick this, and he slotted. I was like, this is this is ridiculous. I wanted to. I don't know what I wanted to do. To be honest, I wanted to tear carpet up or put your foot through the TV. Foot, yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't because I was angry. I was just like, this is a ridiculous game. And it was and a cracker. Then the charge down when Cronk picked it up, I was screaming. What about the charge down? That was that should have been a penalty. No, not that one. The no. original one that got the repeat. So the field goal. As soon as he picked that up, oh, and, and got I'm the going ball. Off early. Yeah, everyone was going. I've seen plenty of Bulldogs fans having a, a it should have been having a rip again about that one, saying he's not a dog's player. That's why he didn't get suspended. No, no, I thought, mate, he took his leg out. Yeah, but he didn't do his ACL, <laughs> no. which is again why I don't like what we judge on injuries. It's so, a joke. Um, yeah, there was plenty of people touching on that, but Cooper. You've been struggling, son, but you've got us over the line, so... Of course you did. Big fan. Very big fan. Love your website too, Cooper. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> put your shirt on, Cooper. Uh, tops. Well, we got Manly this week. Looking forward to it. It's going to be brilliant. Uh, and the Roosters... Trent Robinson will probably hit the nail on the head, regardless of how they've been going. They've lost two games in gold point. Jesus, they could... Yeah. You know, he, he, he's not worried. Everyone's going to us. So. <clears throat> and, and they've got players missing, and they've lost another one in Jared Rui Hargrave, so... Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a tough assignment this week. This is actually a really good Anzac game. It's been a while since they've both been powerhouses at the same time. Yep. Bar that 2010 year. So this is a good but situation. But even that year, the, the Roosters sort of came out of nowhere. Yeah, they come really late. Todd Carney and them were stuttering at the start of the year. Mm. And the Dragons were that typical powerhouse under Bennett. But right now is a good spot for these two sides. Yeah. They're both and then they, I think it was a year after that. might have been. It was 11 or 12, that one where there was a massive comeback. Benny Cray scored the try to win it. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it'll be good. Tigers, 22-30 to 30 over Canberra. 22-0, 30 unanswered points. An absolute defensive meltdown. That's pretty much how you sum that game yeah. up. Yeah, crazy was, game. It was a meltdown. Today. I was ready, to, ready just to fast-forward through it because I, I was obviously out at, um, out at Windsor watching the feeder sides and came home. I didn't know the scores and I, it got to 22-0. I thought, oh, I'll just fast-forward through it because I don't really want to waste my time on it. And then... Canberra jagged that try. Well, they might have dragged, jagged two tries before halftime. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and then at halftime, I thought, oh, it's game on here. Uh, and ended up watching all of it, which was Mate, a good game. 22 zip down, and then they put... The Tigers should have put more on at the start. I, I thought Vaughan, they had all the momentum in the world. Vaughney was going great guns, and then Boydie come on at the same time, and they got a bit of double going. Yeah. And then they just went to pound town on the Tigers, who just didn't want to tackle. They were busting things <laughs> up. They grabbed a couple of tries before halftime. Second half, Nua Sala jumped on board, and so did Soliola. Everyone kind of caught on the back of Boydie and Vaughney. Uh, their big boppers just went ape. Mm. They were rolling them. The Tigers didn't want a bar of defending them. They made a squillion errors as well. They just completely shut down their game plan. They were just awful. Mm. And I'll tell you what I've got to give a rap to as well. I don't know if you're watching the first half bombs that Jackie White was taking. Oh, they were swirling around. And everywhere. then when Tedesco got on the opposite end, he dropped a couple. Yeah. He dropped them backwards, but after that, I thought, man, I've got to give Jackie a rap. Yep. Jackie didn't drop one of them. I thought he was good, White. He was really good. And like I said, Tedesco was awesome as well, but... Yeah, I had even more respect after I watched him under the ball and thought, you've been a fullback your whole life. Jackie's been a fullback for 12, you know, six yeah. months, bit of a pre-season. He didn't drop one. And he was running backwards too, like backtracking. He wasn't turned sideways trying to catch him. Yeah, no, he was good. He was figuring it out in the, on the run. So, um, yeah, Austin was good again. I thought he just, they, oh, they just charged him. And Baptiste, finally, he played first grade. Mini MG. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Evil, I've been calling him in the New South Wales Cup course. <laughs> Dr. Evil. Yeah. He's been absolutely outstanding. Um, he's one of these guys like Blake Green just had a bad run. Yeah. He was behind McCulloch. And him, McCulloch, and Granville were in the same 20s team. They had all of them. And then Granville missed out, You know, moved on to play a cup. Baptiste had double shoulder reconstructions and then moved to Canberra and they've just bought this hooker. Hodgson, who's been playing well. And then he gets this small taste and you see him kill it. 
And again, as soon as I saw it the other night, I thought straight away, teams that need a nine, this is one of these dudes you jag mid-year. Yeah. Like if Newcastle have got Clydesdale and they're not willing to promote Levi and they want someone else who could probably play share time with him, this is the guy you bought. Mm. Or, you know, it's, there's a couple of teams that could definitely use somebody. Yeah. Like Kurt Baptiste, and he could contribute minutes to their side. The Warriors, straight away, popped into my head. Nathan, like, they've got Nathan Friend. Lulawai's plugged in. Friend, they've signed for this year again, and they're probably going to let him go. If you want a spark plug around those big He's an NRL all-star, Nathan Friend. Yeah. But you want a spark plug around those big boppers. Kurt Baptiste is another one of these dudes. I'm just looking at it and go, you'd fit in yeah. with the Warriors. Maybe he likes Canberra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe he just likes the weather down there. <laughs> I like Canberra. I love Canberra. Made his hair fall out. It's that cold down there. No, he lost that well before he got to Canberra. Don't worry about that. Mm. Solio was hit on Luke Brooks. Tops. Yeah. He's iced him. He did. Yeah, he did. I was a big Brooks fan. got the well, but he got up. Yeah, he did. But Solio has been good since he's come back. Yeah. He's matured. Physical. I would, uh, him, but that was a great win. That was a massive win. I bet Ricky... Rick Stewart, he would have been pretty happy. I didn't read Twitter afterwards to see what Rick Stewart had to say. I'll tell you what. Ricky, I would have liked to have been sitting next, Actually, next to for the first 25 minutes. I did read one of them on Twitter from that fake account, the Rick Stewart account. I love that account. It said, Josh, That's my favourite Twitter. Josh Papali was very happy after the win, and I, <laughs> they said, can we stop at KFC on the way home? Rick said no, because I wanted McDonald's. Because <laughs> Rick likes McDonald's. I was like, oh. it's so petty, but it's so good. It's a great Twitter account. Rick really appreciated the nice things Tigers fans were yelling yesterday. <laughs> Heaps of them wanted to sleep with Rick, which is flattering. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're the man. Uh, Josh Papali just gave Rick a high five. He asked, can we get KFC, coach? Rick said, no, Rick likes McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's a great Twitter account. Unbelievable. The knockoff of Ricky Stewart. That's priceless. Anyone, anything else? <laughs> he's the man. You got one more? Um, Rick is going to go with, I think you're all losers, prove me wrong at half time. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, they won't. Well, oh man. He's, he's tops. It's it's very plain, but it's very good. It's, uh, moving back on the subject, Canberra plays South this week, and to be honest, uh, I'd be thinking they're going to give him a bit of a run for their money again. <laughs> I think South without Reynolds, without Sutton, uh, obviously the conditions are probably different. But if it's wet weather football again and it's a forwards battle, Canberra are definitely in with a, a fight. And that, they haven't had a big loss this year. They've been in every game they've played. Mm. So they've, they've definitely grown as a side. We said before, Tigers versus the Dogs, they hopefully put up a much better defensive effort this week because they were very, very poor. But Newcastle and the Eels, 28-22. to 22. The Eels got back to winning ways. Newcastle 4-0 and now lost three in a, in a row. So... Um, well, twelve nil up, fast start, uh, killing it, um, and then the next you know they gave two tries away for free. I thought this was just an ugly game, really. Like there was tries and there was points, but there was a lot of errors. Um, I, I thought it was a bit clunky. Like Chris Sander grabbed a couple of def- tries off deflections off a couple of his kicks. Corey Norman was good in attack, but struggled in defence a little bit again. Uh, you know the, the halves for Newcastle pretty much shut down. They struggled. To, to kind of create anything, they made 16 errors. You know, I was just, yeah, I was very, very surprised. And, um, oh, God, I don't even know what to say. Dan Gagai was probably the only highlight for me. Yeah, he was good. For yeah, Newcastle. He was good. I Every thought Chris Houston had a good game. Yeah. Um, apart from that, it was, yeah, one that got away from Newcastle, particularly up there at home. Yeah, they did blow it, that's for sure. Manor and Wicks were brilliant. I thought that was really good to see Wixie or Heisenberg starting. He played pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Manor just grinding, and that was Pete's best game since he came back from his ACL as well. He set up a try, grabbed a double, 
put the grind in. Um, but that, that was an ugly win, but yeah. they needed it. They yeah, really definitely. did need it. And, yeah, they've still got some troops to come back. Uh, we Now we know that Bo Scott's going there too. What do you think of that? I thought it was... Unlike the Wapnow one, I don't agree with it. I think they're too unnecessary. They're going, I think they're going more for culture and a bit of old, hard, hard-nosed it's too much money. play rather than um, fixing ov- the obvious roster holes they've got. So maybe they think they've got enough good young kids to come in and fill those positions and they're just going... Um, with some hard old heads in the forward pack to... I still think they need centres. They're, you know, they're origin players. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, see, I see the point. At the back the, end of their career. Yeah, I see the point. And they've put a lot of money into them. So if they get injured, there's just a shite load of money sitting on the sideline. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit confused, but, you know, we'll see how that plays out for them. The Newcastle, they've got the Cowboys this week at home. They need to get back to winning ways. Eels and Broncos, that should be a great game. Hopefully the Eels... Are up for that one. Chrissy Sando usually likes playing the Broncos, and things wrapped up last night. The game that Brock hated, but I loved. Cronulla eighteen, South ten. The conditions were brilliant. I wanted to play in that game. The dudes in the scuba gear. If you listen to this show, you're absolute legends. That was brilliant. There was barely anyone there, boys. It was nuts. That was tops. I wanted to just dive on the field. What goes through your head to think? Scooby gear. On Monday night, Mate, suited I'm the, going down to Ramondas. Suited the conditions. And I'm going to wear scooby gear. Suited the conditions. Yeah. Uh, they were switched on. They were right oh, on. no doubt. I just I just wonder what goes through your head to think that that's a good idea to go down there and do that. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, that was just a grind, a very ugly grind. Um, that was yeah, a... Sh- that was a, a girlfriend or something. That was a shark special, that game. Yeah, it was. And I tell you that... that I, I, I honestly thought, sitting on the lounge, I thought, well, the more it rained, and then when I saw the field, I thought, well, this is going to be you know, a two or four-point game, or either team's going to win by less than six just because of the way they pounded the, the field. They pounded the middle. The they was played direct. They played tough. Luke Lewis played very good. Thought Wade Graham's kicking game made a big difference. He put some good kicks in there and helped balance things out. And at the end of the day, I think that was the difference. Yeah. Thought uh, Kiri put a couple of good short kicks in, but uh, they really missed Adam Reynolds. Adam Reynolds in that game, I think, is the difference in all their games so kicking far. Game, yeah. Kicking game has made a huge difference for Souths. Um, I don't think G.I. G.I. somehow... Still getting wraps in these games. I don't think GIs. I was having a uh, discussion with my boss at work. We had a an argument at a school footy game a couple of years ago mm. about the the running with the wind in the first half or running against in the first. Run half. against it. I'm I'm a run with the wind in the first half, nah, man. I take it. Why? Why? What do you mean you take it? You like take Canberra it on the weekend. Take the suffering early on. Let them feel. But my argument is you take the advantage while it's there. Because you don't know that the wind's going to be there in the second uh, Last night they did. It was a cyclone, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, I'll stick with my... I'd run, <laughs> I'd run with it in the first yeah. half. Well, we're poles apart on that. I, I'd, Wouldn't you... But, yeah, I don't know. I've done that with the sun, too, though, in a day game. In so my, goes, oh, what way do you want to go? I'd rather suffer first and then come home with a wet sail. So you'd rather get down... Because if you get the victory, if you hold them to a try or you come out evens, that's a mental victory, and then you come back out second half with or the you advantage. get lapped. Well, then you come back out anyway and still no. try and come out with a wet side. get lapped. And they've got to deal with it, so I think it goes both ways. I just think it's a no-brainer. Absolute no-brainer. And if you like saying that in a test match, um, you know, when, there, when there's green top... That's different. And there's overcast conditions, well, oh, no, we'll bat first and just bat through it, and then we'll, you know, we'll do it. It's different. That's cricket. Yeah, I, I, that goes for like a day. You take the advantage while it's there. Mate, if it's got, if there's an advantage, if, if, there, had, if, there's, an, if there's a near cyclone like last night, nothing was changing. Yeah, I don't know. I just think you take it when you know it's definitely going to be there. Yeah, well, I mean, last night was pretty. I just think it's common sense. Nothing was changing. Yeah, it was a cyclone. Yeah, but I'm not talking about last night. I'm just talking about in general. 
I think most times when they do, they know it's going to be there, so they stick with it. Yeah. I've seen it. At Shark Park, on a few occasions, it's turned around and gone the other way in the second half. I'll just take it while it's there, but that's mm-hmm. me. Well, they got home. They and anyone up. who disagrees with me, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Bash your head on the table. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought uh, they really got into the grind. They embraced it. They loved it. Luke Lewis played well. Graham played well. Innes again. Um, you know, Bakuya did a good job coming in for Paul Gallon. Oh, it was just a thug game. They just got into the dogfight and yeah. they loved it. Grounded out. But uh, Adam Reynolds, uh, I loved his kicking game and I thought it was close to the best in the comp, but you don't realise until he's not playing how massive he is for South. Yeah. He's huge. So they need him back and need him back fast. Like getting Walker back in those conditions last night straight away, it's like that makes no difference. He's just null, null and void in those kind of conditions. Mm. But uh, they're going to play Canberra this week. Cronulla are going to play, uh, got to play the Panthers. Uh, I, I really think they can win four in a row. So good times. But that wraps up the Fast Five and the reviews. So I guess you're leaving us now. I'm out of here. You're out because you can't punt or tip or do anything like that. So no. I'll be joined by Mr. Gossip next. Now it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. He's here, he's clear, I think he might have had a couple of beers. It's Mr. Gossip, he's been getting hammered by the rain. Yeah, exactly, mate, I might have to build an ark. It's, uh, it's pretty, how's your father up on the central coast, Newcastle Way, so... Mate, I, I, I was fearing for you. I thought, what, what, what would I do? What would I do if there's no Brock and then my gossip got washed away? What would I do? <laughs> I, I think there might actually be another regular league podcast out there where some bloke jibbers to himself. Oh, mate, oh, I, I, there, there is one, but I'd be a pretty desperate cat, wouldn't I? I'd, ha- <laughs> I, I, I'd, have, to, I'd have to start coming up with the gossip on my own and doing different voices and talking to myself. Like, it'd, it'd be pretty full on. Oh, I'd, I'd have to do something. I'd have to ask, so what do you think about that, Lewis? Yeah, yeah, I think that's absolutely outstanding. Like, I'd, I'd be going split personalities. I don't know what I'd do with myself. Yeah, no, I, I think we'd lose a few listeners, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right. But uh, <laughs> you got anything in the bag for us this week, buddy? Yeah, we have. I guess, look, we'll start off with, you know, with, with Daily Cherry Evans has been on the front page and back page of everything bar Woman's Weekly. Yeah, pretty um, much. playing at the moment, the way they're going and uh, the hate and everything else I think all that would weigh down on him and end up affecting his football, so looking at, I'll tell you what though, at the end of the day, and I know this personally, I, I had a really good player manager, I have big raps on my player manager I think he works uh, very very well and justly, which I can't say for a lot of them, uh, the big part of this is a blunder on his management's part, they've been horrible through this whole process Yeah, um... You saw him and his misses when they turned up to Sharks just look, you know I was so uncomfortable and his manager was smiling like a Cheshire cat like the whole beat up and circus that he's been put through which is 
Uh, why, why somewhat I'm not like clearing him completely of the blame. I, I think his management's representing really, really poorly throughout this whole uh, whole saga. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, there's people that email me, and not just me, more um, you know, uh, well-known journalists. The gossip comes from majority of it comes from the player managers. They spin what they want uh, journalists to print, and without mentioning this uh, manager's name, um, he's renowned for it. Um, it's not good for Dalitari. I mean, look, at the end of the day, he picks his manager, and the manager doesn't pick him. Yeah, that's it. He could go, you know, so I do feel a little bit sorry for Dalitari Evans, but having said that... Um, he's about to get paid know, a monster. Yeah, he's old enough and, and man enough to at least put together a press conference and tell everybody um, what's going on and be a little bit more transparent, but he's sort of, he's hit under the table a little bit, which is which is not a good look. So no. look, I think if, if he sticks with the deal at the times, which I think he will... Um, he may come out of this a little bit unscathed, I guess. Mm, yeah, well, I, I, he has to. He has to go to the Titans. There's no way now. If, if after what he said over the weekend, two of those two kind of uh, nothing's changed kind of situations, it almost seemed again like he was trying to keep not throw his management under the bus, but slightly say we're still going. Um, yeah, I, 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 you'd have to think he's going. mostly played tight for the, the Titans, like come on as like a 13 or a prop. It didn't really matter. He, he brought a lot of impact. Uh, he was bloody brilliant for them. My only question is, has he been deregistered just because of the Titans and put in Queensland Cup or did the NRL um, deregister him? Because if they wanted to sign him, surely after his incidents, there's some kind of process that have to go through. Yeah, there's definitely a process that will have to go through, but it was interesting to hear from NRL headquarters today that um, that whole register system will... Um, is being looked at, so there'll be some changes made there, but which will follow in the next couple of weeks as well. Mm, I'm just more interested because I think the Titans basically said, "Go to Burley for a year, sort yourself out, and we'll bring you back next year if you're on the right path." And now you hear South jumping in uh, and probably going to get you know somebody that a lot of teams would want. He was awesome. He was probably close to their best player last year. Um, you know, yeah, he, he played a multitude of roles. He's aggressive. He plays well above his weight. And, and for South, if they could just pick him up mid year off this rebound on low money, well, that's kind of a kick in the guts again, similar to a lot of teams like Canberra and that have lost players uh, in, a, in a similar fashion, you know? Yeah, it's, it's unfair, but I guess, you know, every club's the same and, you, you know, you can either be at the end of the bad deal or at the end of a good deal, so... Oh, yeah. Swings I, and roundabouts, as they say. If they could get him, I'm not blaming them, especially, uh, you know, to strengthen up their depth a little bit. He'd be great on their bench, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Right, still on the Titans, Nate Miles um, was making a lot of interest papers as well. Um, I can tell you that Manly are very, very keen and very, very confident to get Nate Miles. Penrith have also shown, have also shown a little bit of interest in him, but uh, my money is that he may be at Brookvale next year. Yeah, I was reading about this uh, and you told me a couple of weeks ago this was a possibility and I also read about the Melbourne situation and I wondered why and I think they come uh, out this week saying that his family or his wife's family, obviously she's been ill uh, are from down that way. So that was the reason that they were potentially seeking out Melbourne um, as a place if they were to move there. But 
Uh, I, I saw a few people getting a bit, uh, probably don't understand his situation. They're like, oh, he needs to make a decision. There's no way uh, he'd be too worried about football at the moment with the situation he's going through with his wife. So um, when he does make his decision, when the time comes, I'm sure it'll be the right one in particular. More so for uh, what suits them, not really football. I'm sure that's the last thing on his mind at the moment. Yeah, that's right. Same player manager as Daly Cherry Evans, so it should be interesting to see how that one Yeah, and, and, uh, uh, and LG, who's also in talks. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So, yeah, we'll, we'll look close on that one. Mm. All right, that's a mail out of the Knights, mate. Uh, Kurt Gidley um, looks like he may be headed to the UK Super League, um, which is no surprise. He's not getting any younger. Um, and also, Bo Scott has been released from his contract. And I mentioned this maybe three weeks ago on the podcast that he would sign with Parramatta. That's now confirmed on a three-year deal. Hit the nail on the head as always, my friend. And uh, as far as Kurt Gidley goes, he needs to go. He's blocking the path of Sione Metalia right now. So there's much more important things. They're also saying they want to re-sign Memo, who's in talks with Manly. So I've heard if they were looking to keep a hold of him, they need to make a move quickly as well. Because if why Gidley's there blocking a spot, uh, one of those two... I'm, I'm really surprised Sione didn't, didn't consider the dogs a lot more with the situation he's been placed in this year. He's playing New South Wales Cup this weekend, and he played for Australia. Yeah, this, look, this, um, the Knights are trying to free up money, I believe, to, to sign a few of the younger players coming through. Um, Tyrone Roberts as well, one of my favourite players, actually. Um, yeah, he's on the nose a little bit at the moment. He's been told by Stoney to uh, really pick up his act. He's sort of been off the ball. In fact, I don't think he's even made one line break um, at all this year. Obviously, went on radar a little bit when they won that five in a row, but I know Stoney is not happy with Tyrone Roberts. So um, there's a few players under the pump there at Newcastle at the moment. So. Mm. Well, they've got a brilliant brilliant pair of young halves in uh Cogger and, yeah, sorry, Brock Lamb and Jack Cogger, but they're a couple of years away from grade right now. They're both only 18-year-old babies in the 20s. They're well and truly on their way to being NRL players. They're leaps and bounds ahead of most halves, but they're definitely not ready to play NRL yet. Yeah, no, with the, yeah, the couple of years away yet, but um, yeah, the future's looking good for the Knights. Mm, 100%. Got a good hooker in Danny Levine waiting. A couple of good young forwards, so they definitely need to focus on the kids, that's for sure. He's, uh, he's obviously very happy there. Uh, you know, they were very good in you know getting convincing him when he was going to come back that that was the place to be. I know that they're big fans of Brad Arthur and what the club's doing, so more than happy to settle there and can't really blame him. I'd I'd, I'd be pretty happy with the way they're going and uh, the coach and the whole setup with the club there. So good choice. Yeah, no, they're going well. Um, Apparently, the way they're running, I mean, they're still a little bit inconsistent at the moment, but geez, they're they're far and far better than what they were say last. Not last year, the year before that was uh, with old Ricky Stewart. But um, yeah, things on the move for Parramatta. Yeah, and, you know you got foreign coming. They got a good crop of kids there, blooding in there. Just the whole club's heading in the right direction. So why move if uh, you're happy where you are? That's for sure. That's it exactly. All righty. Well, onto the tips, mate, and the odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com, formerly known as SportingBet.com, but just changed over to the main name now, William Hill. They also have Centibet and Tom Waterhouse. Uh, last week, 
You got four, so the two opposites we had with the Titans, Panthers, Storm, Roosters. And I said this to Brock before, whenever I go negative on Melbourne, they win. So I should just do it every week. <laughs> I need to knife Melbourne more often so that they keep winning and prove me wrong. You got four, which takes you to 29. I only got two. I had a really bad week. So uh, it's getting ugly. You're five clear now. I'm on 24. You're on 29. Wow. Oh, goodness. This is, this is uh, hurt territory. I'm starting to bleed here. Get a medic. <laughs> Uh, one game this Friday, ANZ Stadium. It is the Bulldogs versus the Tigers. Uh, I think in this one, I'm a little bit torn. The Bulldogs get back Cassiano. Last week, they weren't too bad, but they played Manly. I uh, can't draw too much out of the Manly game. The Tigers, 22 points, and then conceded 30 unanswered points. Just uh, unthinkable that you'd do that as a first-grade side. I'm going to lean towards the dogs, but that's purely because I can't see them letting you know that many points in, and vice versa on the flip side. If the Tigers are going to defend so weak, I have to think that the Bulldogs will take advantage. Yeah, the Tigers are interesting. They come out of the, the gates like a greyhound, and they sort of they seem to think. Um, short turnaround is a bit of a worry for me too with the Tigers. Um, but look, I'm going to stick with the Tigers. Um, they've shown they can do it. Let's just hope they can do it for 80 minutes. Uh, the Bulldogs were very messy against Manly. Um, yeah, I'll go the Tigers. Yeah, it was very disjointed, hard to pick between those two. And with WilliamHill.com, they've got Canterbury favourites at a dollar sixty-seven, two dollars twenty-two there for you, gossip, because you like the Tigers. So, a bit of nice value there. Minus three and a half is the line. Um, I think maybe Tigers, if you'd like them one to twelve, three dollars ninety, that presents a bit of value. And on the flip side, lad, I can't see the Dogs really getting a blowout. They're still missing a few. Uh, they're three dollars twenty at the 1-12 to market, but Anzac Saturday, this ridiculously ultimate super Saturday with games on it at 11.45, 2pm, 4pm, 6pm and 8pm, an absolute rugby league extravaganza. (laughs) Near 12 hours, an absolute smorgasbord for you to smash your face in of rugby league. Um, Mate, it kicks off at Mount Smart Stadium in New Zealand. We've got the Warriors versus the Titans. You wouldn't think you'd be saying this is a game you're looking forward to, but the Titans have been playing a good brand of football, and we all know the Warriors love playing at home. So um, this one was a bit of a hard one to pick until I found out that Dave Taylor was suspended and they had a couple of injuries. So I'm going to I'm gonna back the Warriors at home. Yeah, I'm going to go the Warriors purely because they're at home. If it was uh, in Australia, maybe it'd be a bit different. But, um, yeah, I think the, the size of the Warriors might trouble the Titans as well. Um but yeah, it should be a good game. Yeah, really looking forward to it. I don't think I would have said that many times in the past, but the second game on that Saturday, we go to the Hunter region up your way. The Newcastle Knights versus the Cowboys. Newcastle 4-0, rolled the Cowboys early in the year. The Cowboys now looking to win four in a row. Uh, I bet they'll be looking for some revenge. They've got a decent break uh, after the short turnaround. I'm going to stick with the momentum. I think the Cowboys are going to have too much for the Newcastle Knights. Yeah, Newcastle have an issues at the moment. Um, I'm not, I can't put my finger on what's happening up there, but they've bolted out of the gates early and have lost a few in a row now. Cowboys, <laughs> started, just the other way around, started like busters, but uh, finishing strong. So, yeah, as you said, I'll stick with momentum. I think the Cowboys will get them. Yeah, it's been a strange comp in that regard. Uh, you said the Dragons with a loss, then five in a row. Melbourne, uh, you know, a couple, they, they were on and off, on and off. The Roosters started strong, lost a couple in a row. <clears throat> Penrith won a couple in a row, lost a couple in a row. It's, uh, it's, it's one of the strangest starts to an NRL season that I can remember, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. 
But uh, going over the odds from WilliamHill.com from the, those two games, you've got the Warriors at $1.34 favourites over the Titans at $3.30. Uh, probably rightfully so, playing at home. There's a bit of love there with the line if you think the Titans can put up a decent fight. Uh, they get an eight and a half start at $1.91. I'd probably like the, the Warriors in this one. Uh, probably not 13 plus. I wouldn't trust them that far. But one to 12, 305. Newcastle, their outsiders at home, $2.40. The Cowboys, $1.57, minus four is the line. Uh, I don't know what it is. I feel a bit of a blowout here. Uh, they're 13 plus. You get $3 for the Cowboys. So they are fairly short in all categories. But yeah, just, just something there. I have a feeling they might run up a bit of a score on Saturday. So we'll have to see what happens. We move on to Allianz Stadium. It's the Sydney Roosters versus the Dragons, the most traditional of all Anzac Day clashes. And again, just a great game. Two teams that are, that are going well. The Roosters may have been losing, but it's been two really harsh losses to field goals, missing a couple of players. Uh, they're still on the right track, so I'm not worried about them. And the Dragons defensively have just been absolutely outstanding. So uh, I, I want to lean towards the Dragons, but I'm going to go the Roosters because, again, they've lost three in a row. I can't see four, but if they defend like they have, it wouldn't surprise me if the Dragons won. Yeah, definitely. Look, it's always a good match. This one doesn't matter where the team, these two sides are on the ladder. It's always a close one uh, for Anzac Day. But it's great that the Dragons are going well. It's going to add a little bit of more fire to the clash. But as you said, I, I really can't see the Roosters losing four in a row. Um, but I tell you what, if they do, this is this is great for the Dragons. Um, it'll really prove to everybody that they are the real deal this year. Um, so well, I'm going to spit, stick with the Roosters, but um, not by many. No, not like I said, I'm, I'm with you and... Uh, I think I'm going to take a piece of this. WilliamHill.com, they're offering $2.80 about the Dragons. The Roosters, heavy favourites at $1.45. We all know there's no Ferguson, no Guerra. Uh, they've got Rory Hargraves missing this week. They do get Moa back, but Rory Hargraves is very important to the, uh, the spirit of that forward pack and the anger. The line is minus 6.5, so I think there's a bit of value there because they're usually close games, $1.91. And the 1-12 to market for the Dragons definitely interests me at $4.35. So... Uh, if you do like the Dragons in that one, you get a bit of value. Heading down to Melbourne, because they're covering all areas for Rugby League on this awesome Saturday for Anzac Day. Amy Park, it's the Storm versus the Manly Seagulls, a game synonymous for being an absolute cracker. Uh, I really do hope that Manly turn up, but the situation there at the moment, even for a Melbourne Storm game, I don't know how they're going to pick themselves up from this one, so I'm going the Storm. Yeah, not much to say about this one. I think the Storm should get them easily. It would uh, take a miracle for Manly's attitude to change around. No, oh, um, big, big you know, time. Storm, yeah, Storm by plenty, I think. Heavy favourites, $1.22. The Manly Seagulls rank outsiders at $1.35. There's a 12-point start for $1.91. Uh, 1 to 12 for Manly, if you think they can jag the win, is $6. So uh, I think it'd take a, a serious, serious upset, like you said, to turn them around. Melbourne, on the other hand, um, yeah, I think this is a game they should definitely win, regardless of the, the rivalry and the usual tightness of these games. If they're going to put a real stamp on this comp after the way they've played so far, this should be a big win by the Melbourne Storm. And what have we got? We wrap things up. The fifth game on that Saturday, up in Brisbane, it's the Broncos versus the Eels. This should be another great game. Parramatta struggling, but uh, you know they got back to winning ways. Hopefully they take that through with them for that Brisbane game. Brisbane... Uh, they lost Alex Glenn and Justin Hodges, but I think they'll keep ticking along. They're, they've been a lot more resilient this year under Wayne Bennett. I'm going to go with the Broncos purely because they're at home, but uh, from memory, I'm pretty sure Parra usually have good success against Brisbane up in Brisbane. Yeah, 
Yeah, they've got a good record up there, Parramatta. Um, but geez, I see Parramatta against Newcastle on, on Sunday. They were very lucky. The Knights dropped a lot of ball coming out of their own end. And I think they were very lucky Parramatta to get that win. Um, I think Brisbane will be too classy, too good for Parramatta. Um, and Parramatta, as we know, usually sort of struggle to win back to back. So consistency is always a problem uh, from Parramatta. So I'm going to go the Broncos. Yeah, and two away from home, that's not very often you, you hear them pulling away wins, let alone two in a row away from home. So uh, the bookies at William Hill, they agree with us. The Brisbane Broncos are $1.35 favourites. The Parramatta Eels are $3.25. The line is eight points in favour of the Parramatta Eels. Um, I do think they will put up a fight, but Broncos 1-12, to probably what's appealing to me most there. At $3.10. But Sunday, there's two Sunday games this week. No Monday game. The first one, the Penny Panthers there at Pepper Stadium versus the, the Sharks, who have... And again, they're one of these teams that were battling. Now they're looking down the barrel of winning uh, four in a row, is it? Yeah, I think it might be three, but I could be wrong. I wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, mate, it's... Like I said, it's, been, it's, it's very strange how these comp has played out so far, but... Penrith just can't take a trick. The, the amount of injuries is just absolutely ridiculous. they got no halves. Lost a couple of outside backs. They lost a couple of forwards. Now you've got Mansour and Kite out this week and a few more extras named to come in. Um, the Sharkies, those few small changes and just a change in attitude, they've got back to doing what they do best, which is just getting in the grind, playing ugly, um, you know, high-percentage football and not making many errors. So uh, it, it, it pains me to say this because I thought Penrith were going to be a real threat, but missing so many troops, I'm going to back the Sharks. Yeah, I'm going to back the Sharks as well. And um, the Sharks beat Penrith twice last year. That was in Penrith at full strength. So mm. a, little bit of a little bit of a bogey team for the Panthers. And, yeah, um, look, as a Panthers fan myself, it's, um, it's uh, you know, disappointing with all the injuries. I don't think it's through lack of effort or certainly not the way they coach. It's just a bit of, you know, it's just unlucky the injuries they're going through. But, um, yeah, look, I think the Sharks will win and, and uh, do it quite comfortably, to be honest. They're sort of a team that likes to grind out a win where Penrith, their defence seems to be all over the shop because of troops. And, um, yeah, I think, I think the Sharks might get them. Yeah, well, much like the Roosters with the Sharks, I think, uh, you know, styles make fights. I think the Sharks are just a side that, you know, there's a couple of teams that really don't like playing that style. Uh, football, I think, like you said, especially missing the troops, I think this will be very ugly and it, it'll definitely favour the Sharks, no doubt. So they're $1.95 outsiders. I'm really interested in getting a piece of this, I think. Penrith, uh, $1.87 favourites at home. There's a pick and market, so there's no line there for you, but $1 to 12, $3.50 for the Panthers, $3.60 for the Sharkies. If you're very confident on the Sharks, you get $3.90 for the 13 plus market. And things wrap up with South Sydney versus the Canberra Raiders at Barlow Park. So they're taking their away game uh, on the road, which is always good, getting the football out there. Um, you know what? I'm tipping Canberra, and this this is, again, amazing, but missing Adam Reynolds, that, that kicking game, I knew he had a great kicking game, and I knew it was important, but I didn't think it would hurt them so much. It's it's really, really left a lot to be desired. Um, they're not finding grass. They're not getting repeat sets like they usually do. Uh, his kicking game has a big contribution to slowing things down and helping out their forwards. The last couple of weeks, they've had to go set for set in the game and uh, grind it out, and I think they've struggled a little bit. So uh, I think Canberra have got a big enough pack to play with them, and uh, I like the way the halves are playing right now. So I'm going to back Canberra for the upset. Yeah, well, how, I mean, how good is Blake Austin going? I mean, hopefully he gets selected for City at least, I would think. Um, he's playing out of his skin. Um, look, I, I'm going to tip the Rabbitohs. But I think 
like you said, Canberra can, 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 can win this game. But, yeah, Rabbit a short turnaround, but um, Canberra are yet to show me any wins um, back-to-back. Um, <laughs> then again, either of the Rabbitohs <laughs> This is the one of the bigger markets, and I'm quite surprised that the bookies have been so generous at WilliamHill.com. South Sydney, a dollar twenty-five, very, very short. The Canberra Raiders, four dollars uh, offered about the Canberra Raiders, and a ten and a half start at a dollar ninety-one. The one to twelve market looks very appealing to me. Five dollars fifty you get for the Raiders. So, uh, wow, I, I think I'm definitely going to be having a bar of this game. That's for sure. This is yeah, well. Sir. Good value there. Yeah, some great value. And if you want to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with WilliamHill.com. If you formerly had an account with Sporting Bet, as I've mentioned before, it's not a problem. The number is still the same. It's just been changed to the mother company that has all of them under that banner. It is WilliamHill.com. But gossip, that wraps us up, champion. Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, the, the pennies get healthy and get back to winning ways and Hopefully you enjoy your ends that weekend. Have a beer, mate. Enjoy things, and hopefully that bloody storm goes away up there. We, we can't lose you, mate. It's like castaway. Yeah, I hope so, mate. You'll be well, like... I can hear it pelting on my roof as we speak, so... Yeah. Um, you might lose me any second now with the reception, but, uh, yeah, mate, have a few beers and enjoy the weekend. I'm looking forward to the Super Saturday. Mate, it's going to be absolutely awesome, and please, don't let this be like castaway. I don't want to be sitting there yelling out for you like Wilson. You know, I don't care. <laughs> Gossip! Gossip! Uh, fantastic. Great times, mate. Have a good one. All right, brother. Cheers, mate. Thank you. And a big thanks, as always, goes to Mr. Gossip. If you want to catch up with him, his Twitter handle is at NRL Gossip. And on Facebook, just go up to the search bar and type in NRL Gossip. He's got over 100,000 likes. He's not too hard to find. But that wraps us up for this week. You've got your reviews uh, of the games. We've given you the Fast Five We've done our tips, giving you the odds from WilliamHill.com. So all that is left is for you guys to enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. So rip in, and especially this Anzac Day blockbuster. Five games in New Zealand, the Hunter region, the Sydney region, Melbourne and Brisbane. Rugby league from 11.45 kickoff, 2 p.m., 4 p.m., 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. An absolute smorgasbord. So... Make sure you get out there to the dawn service and then rip into the football for the rest of the day on Anzac Day. Enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.